Ladies and gentlemen, get one hand free and prepare yourself for Beyond the Veil! <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. We yeah, are up? here. Partially here. But we're back. It's uh, it's Monday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm so fucking disoriented today, dude. What have you been up to? What have I been up to, man? Oh, man. Uh, working and stuff. Okay. <clears throat> and um, You got a new phone? I got a new phone, yeah, dude. My other phone. We haven't uh, been able to sext each other. Yeah, that's we're gonna we're gonna work on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a, a Galaxy Note Seven, which is actually pretty slick so far. Ooh. I'm pretty digging on it. And we are not sponsored by them. Just we're so not, 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 not. But well, no, anything cool that happened? Uh, what was I thinking? Oh, I watched. Uh, like I said, I would have liked to put this in our mindfuck episode, but oh. I watched the the. It's called Triangle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it a couple times. I watched it myself. Right. My head exploded. I put my head back together. I let Laura watch it. Her head exploded. <laughs> and then I just left her to die on the couch. She was no. like flip-flapping around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think in a later episode I want to talk about it because uh, sure. it's very, 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 very well written. And my experience in screenwriting and, and screen theory and stuff and as far as writing is concerned, it is spot on. Right. It's like not even funny. It is. They, t- they do take you on a trip there. And some of the parts in it were really fucked up. I was like, ooh. <clears throat> what I'm talking about is like, for example, with generally speaking, with an, a movie that's an hour and a half long, or not right. an hour and a half, I'm sorry, two hours, because you have a your basic Sid Field three act structure, because that's generally what people use, because Sid Field kind of popularized the Sid Field. Sid Field. Oh, I was like Sith. <laughs> Sith Lord, <laughs> come Pray, to the dark praise side. Praise the Sith Lord. <laughs> praise him. <laughs> no, but Sid Field. Yeah, he he popularized the three act structure. Because generally the first act is 30 pages, second act is 60 pages, last act is 30 pages. Okay. And it's about a page a minute. So if you have this full-on three-act structure based on Uh, 30, 60, 30, it's a two-hour movie. And always the first five minutes have to be some sort of punch. It's actually the first 15. First 15 minutes. That's the inciting incident. The idea being that if you watch the film within 15 minutes, you're hooked. Right. And so there's got to be something that happens. Yeah. And you know what happens exactly, exactly, exactly the 15-minute mark in the triangle? What? The storm that happens. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. And so in everything, like in 30 minutes, something happens. 60 so that's kind of like a staple in the industry. you got to yeah. have to. Because it's, it, uh, people uh, get lose interest. Yeah, no. I'm just saying the film was very well written. It was very cool. well orchestrated. I really fucking dug it. Well, we missed a lot of mindfuck movies, guys. So, yeah. I mean, just one off the top. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it was Jacob's Ladder. Oh, I know, And I don't dude. know how we forgot about that one. But we oh. were just so far up Cronenberg's ass, I think. <laughs> I know. We could smell his lunch, dinner, and <laughs> breakfast from three months ago. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's all good, though. But what have you been up to, man? You, 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 you. Uh, I've been doing more work outside. I've been... Uh, Busting my ass on this podcast, trying to 
I don't know. We're trying to come up. We got some new shit that we're actually kind of be doing, but yeah, I haven't really been doing too fucking much. What the fuck have I been doing? Oh, I got some new movies and shit. Um, I've been working my ass off though on my regular job. So oh, playing Storage Wars. Yeah, Storage Wars. <laughs> it, which uh, yeah, that's I'm burnt like a fucking something's wrong with me. Gothic potato. Like I don't even know. Because all I do is wear black out in the fucking sun. Everybody's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> You know that black draws light into it, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I'm other than that, man. I just been getting ready for this uh, next podcast, making some money. Um, we actually got some new stuff. I mentioned it just a second ago. We got some new stuff that we're trying to do with the podcast, and it will be going beyond the podcast, beyond yeah, the veil. Um, but yeah, we want to do some some really big things. Like I don't know if they're big. We just we just like horror in any facet. And I think yeah. if you're a horror fan, you know, there's different types of horror fans and we want to do like we want to cover some games. Oh, for sure, dude. So you you Mike actually watched some of my videos cuz I used to do uh Twitch streaming and shit for yeah. uh games and I would play a lot of survival horror games or, you know, just MMO style like kill people games. I don't know. You run around and fuck with people's heads and shit. Yeah, dude. And, well, and I was saying too, man. They're actually legitimately fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. Well, well thanks, man. Dude, it's fucking hilarious, dude. Like, check it, out it, YouTube it, now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> De- yeah, Deacon Rain, right? Yeah, it's Deacon Rain. Well, check you out. can find it if you go to YouTube.com. What is it? Forward slash Alex the Dark Unicorn, <laughs> which sounds so metal. But yeah, you got one on there where you're a. Uh, God, man, the one where you were trying to fucking get the guy to kiss you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember which one it was. Like after you, I know you had mentioned that to me, and I, I was like, which video? I know what he's talking about, but I don't even remember what game I was playing. Oh, it was, it was Daisy. Okay, Daisy. Yeah, because I played Daisy H H one Z one. Did some survival horror games like Outlast. And oh yeah, Aliens Re- Alien game or whatever. Uh, Regardless, it's cool. fucking cool. I would love to fucking do it. Well, now. and I want to see you do it too. So. I know I just, you're not used to doing it. But but. The only thing that I'm worried about is not, I mean, I can do the regular single player stuff. Right. You know, and rag on it and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. that That's all we would have to do, really. Anything horror themed, oh, somehow. Yeah. But I would love to do the uh, uh, multiplayer stuff where I fuck with people. Yeah, dude. But some I, of that is pretty funny. I'm just worried that, like, because you were very subtle. Because I think yeah. if you're too on the nose, people know you're fucking with them. Right. But if you're kind of subtle, they don't really catch on right, quick enough. Right, yeah. Because if, like, you're commanding, I'm the afraid I'm going to be like. I'm afraid to be like, yo, you want to suck my dick? <laughs> You'll <laughs> be like, it? shut the fuck up, and you're dead. <laughs> I know, you get shot. Dude, H1Z1's like that. Oh, man. But yeah, so we want to cover games. Yeah. We, what else do we want to cover? We want to do some interviews. Yeah, I got a friend of mine who I've known for years and years and years, and they do this festival every year called FearCon in the Valley. Oh, yeah. And you know, I've actually never been, but I am excited. Yeah, it's a FearCon, like a fear festival, all related to horror film. They do a lot of stuff with like live bands. They have film screenings. They do awards. They have guests and stuff. It's actually really cool. They did one the other, like a couple years ago, I think it was. I don't remember exactly what it was. My band played it. Okay. Uh, Hardwire played it. And they did it at one of the big haunted houses we have here in the Valley. That's pretty so, awesome. So it was actually really cool. But, anyways, we're going to be hooking up with them this year. And they're actually hooking up with Fangoria. So, Fangoria FearCon. Yeah, that's like a, a double duo of danger. October 7th through the 9th, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking it up now, but it's a it's a film <laughs> festival convention. So they do like films. They do all matter of events surrounding horror. 
But it's going to be in Tempe, Arizona, October 7th through the 9th. And I think they have tickets up online. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link up. If you guys are in Phoenix and you like horror, come out and support this because I think this is the first time Fangoria has ever actually been a part of it. It's kind of a... I, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I know that there's VIP tickets up now. I don't know if they have the regular ones, right? I'm not sure, but I yeah, correct. VIP for sure. We can post up a link of all the, the people that are going to be there so far. Sweet. And yeah, they're, 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 they've got a list of some people right now. Robert Mukes. Yeah, he's from one of the House of a Thousand Corpses. I know is going to be there. Yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a huge list, and they're going to have more for sure. Sweet. And like I said, not only that, but they're going to have bands and all this kind of cool stuff. And I've known Jen and Chris. 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 Oh, Chris. Come to the rock, Chris. <laughs> this is what alcohol does to me. But I've known him for years. They're really cool people, man. And it's so killer. So we're going to be there. We're going to interview some people, and it's going to be awesome. Sweet. Yeah, no, that I'm really excited about because I want to try to do some interviews with people. We're not sure if we're going to do video or just audio or we're just going to go with it and just see what it does. I think we're better off the cuff anyway. So it's just kind of like, I mean, we're going to not be off the cuff, obviously. And like, just interrupt them in the bathroom. Hey, what's up, guys? What are you doing? So uh, Robert Mukes, he just beats her face in. (laughs) But yeah, doing some interviews, interviewing directors or anybody in the industry, really, um, and conventions would be great. I mean, we can't go to all of them, but, you know, we're limited. Um, I mean, we'd probably go to these anyway, but we're thinking about doing like uh, reviews of some of the... Amusement parks oh, like the yeah. horror, the the haunted house theme parks or whatever uh, around uh, Halloween. So yeah, like I just scored a bunch of tickets for the thirteenth floor haunted house. Yep. So that'll be fun to go. So uh, we're thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. <laughs> so what would be cool? And this is what I want to do. I want to go maybe grab food ahead of time, right? Or just grab some. I don't know if I want to eat food. <laughs> I want to just drink. My uh, you food. know what I mean? Like I've had some bad situations happen. <laughs> okay, then, dude. Yeah, I, I shit myself. No, I didn't really. But I just. <laughs> well, if anything, we'll get wasted in the parking lot. There you we go. go. But uh, we can puke by the like one of the fucking you know the guy with the fake chainsaw. Yeah, like, he's like he's like boo. <laughs> he's like yeah. you're like Whoa. You should puke. <laughs> he, he slips, cracks his skull open. But I was gonna say like I want to bring my little H two recorder and yeah. do like. Record on the way up. We'll do like a kind of impromptu podcast, and then I'd like to interview like, like we're here in the parking lot. There's a good number of people, <laughs> like a fucking radio show, like you yeah. know what I mean, like on the ground. Yeah, I'm walking through the cemetery <laughs> as they're screaming at us, and we're like, you throw the fucking thing. It's like there's five hundred dollars. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's some stuff, just a few ideas that we have. I mean, if you guys have any other ideas, I know we always ask this, you know, don't be shy. Let us know. Let us touch you. Let us learn from you. (laughs) We're willing to listen. Call now. (laughs) 1-900-FUCKBOY. Well, really anything, you know, because we just... We just want to make this show as good as we can. Yeah. We're, we're trying our best with what we got, but if there's any kind of input you got, whether it's good or bad or uh, yeah, give us a middle finger sideways, yeah, <laughs> fucking Take giant a shit on a plate and mail it to us. <laughs> Send us a picture of a giant pro it's PO box. Asshole. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> uh, we got uh, we got uh, something that we've been meaning to do, and it uh, it brings me great pleasure. Pleasure. To bring you the first and only, or not only, I guess, the first Horror Shot theme. We have a a special drink here today. It's very special. Something that we've been meaning to do. Special needs drink. I'll read you the name of it. 
I'll tell you how it is, how it smells. We, Mike will tell you I'm very good. how I, it tastes coming I appreciate up. Your, your nosing on this drink. It's very fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if you guys haven't heard, there's Crystal Pepsi back out, right? whoop de fucking do <laughs> We are not sponsored by them, but we are going to go ahead and talk about what's in this fucking drink. It's called Mary's Hemoglobin Disorder that makes her blood transparent. The ingredients... Three parts vodka, six parts Crips, Cripstal. Yeah, Crips it's like the new Crips. Pepsi. It's like Crips. from the Crips. From the was it the West Side? I don't know. No, Crips are uh, it's L.A., dude. I don't know. It's not just L.A. I'm cutting this out. Um, <laughs> so three parts vodka, six parts Crystal Pepsi, one pound of colorless tomato flavoring, or use the tomato cherries that you mash into a sort of tomatoey like paste. Essentially what this is, you put a dash of Worcestershire sauce, salt and pepper, celery for the garnish. What does that sound like to you guys? It sounds like a Bloody Mary. Only it's clear. So that's why it's called Mary's Hemoglobin Disorder that makes her blood transparent. So what you do with this drink, after I've told you all the parts, you've written this down clearly. It's very important. It's a very important process here. In a shaker, combine vodka, colorless tomato flavoring, or cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. Worcestershire salt. or <laughs> Worcestershire salt. Worcestershire sauce, salt, and pepper. Shake thoroughly. Pour into a glass of chilled crystal Pepsi and serve with an informational pamphlet about this severe but treatable blood treatment <laughs> or disorder. But that's how you make it. And uh, clearly you're putting that together right now. And we're going to go ahead and try it. All right. First up, the smell. Mm. I can it smells smell. very steak-like. Steak-like. Mm. <laughs> I can't. I can't smell any of the vodka. It's being covered up by the uh, worst. The worst. Worst. Worcester sauce. The worst. Churster sauce. Worst church. Churcher sauce. Church, Churchill. I don't know. <laughs> worst. Worst in Churchill sauce. <laughs> Worcester sauce. That's. I think it's how you say it. Okay. It smells like Worcester sauce. Now the taste test. Mm, yes. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Yes. Let's drink this. Drink. Drink and be merry. Ha ha ha. Be merry. Not get married. <laughs> okay. Woo. Um, so I didn't really taste the vodka that much. You can taste it in there. But it tastes like sweet tomatoes. Or not the tomatoes, but the Worcestershire sauce with chunky bits. <laughs> so it tastes like a period. <laughs> a delicious period. It tastes like getting your red wings. <laughs> oh, my God. Our female listenership has r- skyrocketed to the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Skyrocketed. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. <laughs> so it's absolutely horrendous. It's not good. We should start. Uh, we should start making up shots. Right. I, I think we of- might because this person obviously did. <laughs> Why the fuck are you putting Pepsi? Okay, first of all, guys, if you don't know what Crystal Pepsi is, we had it years ago, and to be honest, the first time I tried it, I remember tasting like shit. <laughs> Essentially, what Crystal Pepsi tastes like is Pepsi. That's weird, dude. Fucking shocker. <laughs> Only it's clear. What? So it tastes exactly the what? same. Dude, you're insane, man. <laughs> it just costs them less because they don't have to put the food coloring what in. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean, it's really not that great. Um, I'm sorry to the Crystal Pepsi people, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, brought to you by Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but okay, so we took the shot. Are you fucking happy now, guys? Uh, Are you happy, Mike? I am insanely happy. I'm about eight inches happy in my pants. We're going to try it again, guys. We'll pick another one. If you guys have another, a suggestion for a horror-themed shot, drop it in the comments, and if you if we pick it, we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about a shot called... Uh, oh, I had a couple in mind. Yeah, do you have... Uh, oh, shit, go. <clears throat> well, one I forgot about. I lost it already in my brain. Uh, it's called the B-Movie. Where we take like a regular shot that's like famous, and we just make it with subpar ingredients. <laughs> oh, like just bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, there's gonna be some bottom shelf action going on in the toilet. <laughs> that's how that. That's shit a really works. dumb idea. And it's not a bad idea. It makes sense, right? A B movie. I was trying to think about stuff like that. Hmm. What other What other shots could there be? You got to be like, uh, like the Fulci. What would the Fulci be if it was a shot? If Fulci had a, a shot, it would be chunky as fuck. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be worse than that shit. It'd be worse than Mary's hemoglobin turd. It would be like it would be gory as fuck. It would be like really chunky and red, and probably like fireball with like tomatoes or something. <laughs> you know, just make you disgusted, I guess. And they would we put some cheese in there because he's not only the godfather of gore. Mister <laughs> Sin from the Western Front. Many news happening right now. Here is the fucking news. First item of news. <laughs> Phantasm box set coming out soon. <laughs> uh, oh, Phantasm box set. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because they, they told us about the fucking... They're doing the theatrical release of the new transfer for the first Phantasm. Which is insanely cool. Which J.J. Abrams. That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, he was like all about it. That's very cool. Which, you know, I don't think that's the first time that he's ever been like super into like horror like that. Like he has a lot of, like even with Blair Witch. Like he's did fucking Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee you that had everything to do with Blair Witch. Dude, he... Yeah, even if you go back and look at Lost and stuff like that, yeah. there's definitely elements of that kind of stuff in it. I, I don't mean Blair Witch, but I mean you can obviously see sure. the guy has one foot in the uh, bazaar. I think he just loves film. No, that's awesome, dude. And I, I think he gets, it, he gets it, like, a lot of the times. That's Not cool. every time, yeah. but a lot more. He's like the new Spielberg. I, and I, I hope I'm not overstepping you on the news. Here. No, dude, it's all good. Because um, you know more about the box set than I do. Yes. Um, so J.J. Abrams came to Coscarelli and said, Yo, motherfucker. Word, his words verbatim. <laughs> Yo, uh, motherfucker. Yo, motherfucker. Where the fuck is the HD Phantasm, motherfucker? <laughs> no, he just said, Hey, you know, is there an HD transfer of this? In J.J. Abrams' voice. So he went... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the alcohol's kicking in. Um, I'll probably cut this out. Um, so J.J. Abrams went to uh, Don Coscarelli, and he said, Hey, is anybody? why has nobody ever put out an HD transfer? Is this real? And then he was like, uh, We're going to make it happen. And then they got so much attention that I think they were like, Well, this is going to help push Ravager, the new movie, oh, yeah. the new Phantasm movie. Dude, yeah. And then they were like, Fuck, this is getting a lot of fucking momentum. Everybody's excited, so what do we do naturally? We put out a fucking box set, HD, across the board, for all the sequels, motherfucker! Fuck! 
No, I'm excited, actually. I just watched them recently, so that kind of sucks. But I'm excited about that. No, it's insanely cool, man. I haven't seen uh, that in a long time, man. Phantasm. You should. Watch. I'll let you borrow him. <clears throat> oh, I got to see him again. I haven't seen him in a long time. I really, I mean, that and like uh, his uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I actually saw that in theaters. He did that other movie in the, the, it was John the first the episode of Masters of Horror. It's something on a something on an empty, road. Empty, empty road. Something 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 on a road. <laughs> Getting ahead on an empty yeah. road. <laughs> Go look that up. Something something an on a road. On, an incident on Don Coscarelli. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, something I, dangerous <clears throat> on a mountainside road or some shit yeah. like something weird. But it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I got to see it, but I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it since I bought it. Right. But I do have it at home. Yeah, that's right. You do have the whole series. Pretty. I think do you have I the do. second one? Second season? I'm not sure. That's one I don't own. I got all the uh, the first season on Blu-ray at like Fry's Electronics for like two bucks each. Dude. Each disc. <clears throat> Dude, that's a good price. Yeah, it was like fucking ridiculous. I was like, why is nobody buying these? There was tons of them. <clears throat> Do you know what one of my favorite ones uh, from the Master of Horror mm. was Argento's? Jennifer. Jennifer, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I, where she was all, like, sexual? I, and she would chew people's faces off or yeah. something? I don't remember it 100%, but I remember being pretty impressed. But then at the time, I was very into Argento. Yeah. I didn't <clears> know that was Argento. Yeah, but Argento. that would make sense. He's a master of horror. Hello. I'm a master beta of horror. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, so what other news do we have? Lost Boys. Uh, sounds like they might be making it into a WB uh, TV show. Oh, man. Which is fucking... I got mixed feelings, man. I mean, it's like... They've already tried to do the movies. Like, that was bad, right? Like, there was, like, one that was okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough because, like, I got a feeling it's going to bomb miserably. I feel bad saying that, guys, but, yeah. WB does have a few good shows. Like, I'm like I'm really into Supernatural. Supernatural's on WB. Right. Plus, what's that other show? Con- Contagion or something? I haven't even seen that. Uh, is that is that what it's called? Maybe. <clears throat> I, I I don't know. But it's on WB as well, and it's supposed to be good. Okay. Uh, and I know with Supernatural, it can kind of get bloody sometimes. So I know that they're willing to kind of push the envelope. But I don't like the idea of taking a movie as iconic as The Lost Boys and trying yeah. to bend it into a series. I don't know, man. That really bothers me. It, it sounds I, like they're just milking uh, an, an IP and trying to, like, It does. I mean, I, I don't want to keep saying the same old bullshit. Well, you never know, because, you know, it just could be, and maybe... It could be good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk honest here, guys. Most of us are probably going to be like, what the fuck? If you're a, a pretty decent fan of Lost Boys and had any nostalgia to it whatsoever, you're probably like, what the fuck right yeah, now? Yeah, you're probably breaking shit over or something. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the news on that? Like, what are they putting in it? Do they have any kind of information? Like, like when? It, like, is it supposed to be with the original characters? or? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, it's supposed to start in the 60s. And it's they're, they're speculating seven seasons. And it's supposed to be every decade. So since the vampires don't age, every season it's a new decade and the vampires are the same age. Okay. So, so they just, their attire changes. Their what? Their attire. <laughs> they retire? No, their attire. Oh, yeah, their yeah, attire they're changes. They're just hipper and cooler <laughs> as the generations change. That's how it is so far, what they got. You know, it's the kind of thing like if they're trying to use the same characters from the movie right. without the two Corys and whatnot, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. But if they just take it, let it take place in the same universe, and they're just using Lost Boys as a background, it might work. What if they go back in time, grab Kiefer Sutherland, 
Wait, there's no time travel. This is never going to happen. Right? Oh, yeah. This is when vampires were fucking tough. Right. You know, and, and with uh, Twilight, vampires turned into pussies. Well, yeah, well, th- I guess you would count Dust Till Dawn, though. Which, to be honest, oh. the show isn't really that bad. <clears throat> Although the first season is literally just a stretched out version of the movie with different actors. <clears throat> I haven't seen the show in a while, but I have watched it. Yeah. I mean, there's some extra bits in it and stuff. And I don't know if I've even seen the second season yet. I think I started it. I don't remember. Shire. But I don't know. Lost Boys on a kind of a major network. I mean, WB is like right there. It's like it's stepbrother. <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. It's... Na- network TV sort of. Yeah, it has the potential of being something. But I just my gut feeling is it's going to bomb miserably yeah. and suck real bad. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Just give up. what's some other news we have here today do we have any other news there is other news but i have something very important i have to take care of oh drinks i drink because i have no feelings (laughs) tastes like loser (laughs) tastes like sadness (laughs) oh this is a lot of whiskey this i'm gonna do this see that this is what you get when you tune into beyond the veil horror podcast you get drunk people doing drunk things (laughs) In drunk situations. <laughs> and thinking they're so fucking cool. I am cool. I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, I'm so edgy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> so we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about. Well, I got to talk about this last bit of news. Oh, shit. <clears throat> there was news. Apparently, uh, this came out like last year, I think, as far as what I, the article I read. New Line's thinking about rebooting A Nightmare on Elm Street again. That's going to go <clears throat> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like trying to blow yourself and break your neck. I feel like such assholes. Like, everything that comes out, it's like, oh, there's this new thing. Like, shoot it down, kill it. Fucking pump six rounds and it's fucking beating hard. <laughs> and and this is what's... Well, first of all, I, I, I did like the reboot they did a couple years ago. Oh, really? Well, I didn't really like it. I So you're like the 1%. <laughs> I, I liked some of the things it brought to the table. I love the fucking dream sequences. I thought okay. they were great. But it was not Nightmare on Elm Street. No. It was not Robert England and Wes Craven. It did not give me a stiffy. Yeah. And well, it, it just kind of twisted his character a little bit. Yeah, they made him a little darker. They made him a rapist. Well, he was originally a child molester. Yeah, or was he? I yeah. thought he was just a killer. I thought he was. A, I thought he really originally was. Oh, that's what they did. They fucking, I remember now, they fucking turn it into, he was just mis... Like, he really wasn't a bad guy. Oh, he's a good And they guy. murdered him, and they were all hey, wrong. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Is that r- right? Is that kids? how it was, or am I fucking everything? I don't know. What was the original story, then? Like, I thought that... And they wanted who in it? Okay, I don't think this is ever going to happen, but it's so fascinating, I want to talk about it. Okay. Okay, apparently some fan tweeted to Kevin Bacon... All right. Saying like, hey, dude, I heard they're going to remake Nightmare on Elm Street. They need to get a real actor like you to play Freddy Krueger. Something hmm. to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. And then Kevin Bacon tweeted back and said, hey, I like the way you think. Yeah. So and then he did a cartwheel. Yeah. Jumped off a car, splits in the air. And, and then danced he danced uh, to Footloose. <laughs> I don't know. What do you feel about that? Like if they did... Let's say that the, the remake never happened. Like, what would you think about that? It, well, first of all, I have I have two feelings on it. Number one, my gut reaction is like, like oh, obviously not. He, he can't do it. But then again, you think about it. He actually has some true acting chops. The guy can't act. Sure. And uh, not only that, but Robert England had like real gaunt features in his face. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of the reason Freddy looks so creepy. 
And Kevin Bacon kind of has similar. the same thing. Yeah. He's so got he pretty might, eyes. Yeah, he's pretty sexy. <laughs> if I had to do one man this year, <laughs> it'd be Kevin Bacon. It was Kevin's Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think about that though. It's, I mean, I like I'm open to it. Like it's so weird. It's weird enough. Maybe it's not weird. It kind of feels right. I don't know. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> like I don't know if I want to have sex, but I will if I need to. So Kevin, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm with you on that. Like it's like I don't t- know how I feel. Yeah, it's tough. Like on one hand, I'm like saying, oh, that's absurd, that's stupid, that can't work. But it might just be so out the box that you're like, huh. yeah, no, you're right. So I don't know, man. And, and well, let me see like this: if they do remake the film, I can't see them really remaking it without Wes Craven, because he's the only dude that truly understands Kruger's character. Well, you know, and I think Kevin Bacon's probably bored. Which is doing like the sort of he's not stereo or what do you call it typecasted? Yeah, a lot. I, I guess he is. But he, he plays the same type of character. Right. right. Yeah. The only other movie I saw that I really, really liked him in that was kind of dark mm. was the uh, James Wan or Wan. He's the guy that did all the Conjuring movies. Oh, okay. He did Death Sentence. Oh, okay. Where Kevin Bacon was basically like, he had this perfect family. He's got like two sons. One's like a, a fucking hockey like rock star. And he's like getting a fucking scholarship to go to college for hockey. And it's like this big deal. He goes to one of his games and they're riding home. They stop at a gas station and some fucking gang kills his kid in front of him. It's all about him killing those guys and like either going through the judicial system or taking care of it himself. Ah, okay. And he like loses it. And it's fucking dark. It's got some really amazing shots. Okay. Anyway, Kevin Bacon, Freddy Krueger... What do you guys think? It's one of those, like, uh, for me, like, and I don't want to just keep you know beating a dead horse. I know, we keep saying the same. But, but at the same time, like, for me, it's not necessarily acting, because I know he has the chops. Right. It's the writing. We it, need, we need uh, you know what, we need uh, more ballsy producers. Yeah, uh, people that are just, like, don't just fucking milk the IP. Yeah. You know, fucking be like, fuck it, I want to make a crazy-ass fucking movie, because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you got to take some risks to make good fucking movies. Yeah. You got to be like when your back's against the wall and you're getting railed. You got to fucking take some risks. Yeah, if your back's against the wall and you drop that soap in the in the prison <laughs> shower. <laughs> but no, really, I feel like the producers kind of keep it back. Like they they kind of like, "Well, we're putting the money down. You got to change this and No, you're right. It is cuz that's my feeling with a lot of these remakes. And this is what I noticed too with a lot of the remakes. Uh, granted, like uh, Batman, the the Batman, the Christopher Nolan Batman's are like right. kind of like an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I think what they do is they have this intellectual property that is already established. They have it out there; people already know it. They don't have to promote it as much as they need to. Okay. So what they do is they grab an an unknown producer or not producer. I'm sorry, unknown director. Right. Who's going to work for fucking peanuts? Yeah, and basically work their butt off. Yeah, and then yeah. grab some actors who nobody knows of, or some right. B-list actors, D-list actors, C-list actors. Yeah. And they shove them into this project for like little to no money, because they just want to milk it. That that's what I feel like. I don't know. I don't I mean how much did they spend on any of the other remakes though. I don't know. Like that'd be something we should look into. The only remake outside- we'll call. By the way, and we're gonna from here on, we're gonna call the actor filling the position of another iconic character. We'll call it the Heath Ledger anomaly. Oh or yeah. Something like that, you know, like because it makes sense, right? But anyways, um, that's that's enough uh, beating off that dead horse. Yes.
But I do want to go over some new releases that are coming out. Some oh, movies yeah, that are actually I shouldn't say new releases, but maybe some movies that we picked up for sure that we're watching right now. And you, some of you guys may have already seen this. We put it up on Twitter or I don't know, talked to you personally and came over to your house and massaged your back. But um, one of the movies that I picked up that I have not seen, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, it's from 1983. It's called Microwave Massacre. I have not seen it. And did you, I don't know if you guys, I'll put the trailer up in the comments or in the description. Arrow put this DVD out and it's typically like 30 bucks. It came out like 30 bucks. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to take that much of a risk. And then it dropped down to 22 on Amazon. I was like, bingo, and I, I got it. <laughs> so, but it's basically about cannibalism with uh, screwballs, sort of, uh, what is it, meatballs sort of style. Oh, like, yeah. So, like, stupid, gratuitous nudity with, like... <laughs> Which but, is always good. Yeah. I mean, I saw a review on it, and they were like, yeah, it's like, it seems like it shouldn't work, and by all means, it probably shouldn't, <clears throat> but somehow it does. <laughs> so, I'm really anxious to see that one. That looks pretty fun. What about you? What'd you get? I recently got Triangle. Like I oh, mentioned, well, you did say that. I, yeah, I mentioned that. earlier. It's uh, But you got another one, another oh, kind of... Oh, Moon 44, yeah. It's uh, one of Roland Emmerich's uh, early films. Before he uh, left Germany and came over to the U.S., right. it's not really a horror film. It's more of like a sci-fi film. Okay. But what's really cool about it? It's all practical effects. Right. And uh, early stuff. This is the guy that did Independence Day, folks. If you're not familiar. Yeah, Independence Day, uh, Day After Tomorrow, 2012. Nice. All that kind of stuff. I like 2012. I don't, I don't remember it, but it wasn't bad. It's not a great movie, but dude, it's some of the best fucking chaos destruction. <clears throat> Like, world gone wrong type shit. Like, I know. It's fucking awesome. I told my friend, I was like, you need to watch this. I promise you it's way better than if you just look at it from a destruction standpoint. <laughs> but anyway, so what no. is Moon 44 about? Well, well, first of all, what's really cool about it is I need to do more research, but I'm pretty sure this is where he met Roland Emmerich. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, wait, he met himself? <laughs> you, uh, alcohol. In the mirror. No, this is where he met Dean Devlin. Dean Devlin was one of the actors in the film. Okay. and uh, Which was a big 80s, 90s star. Uh, I don't know what else he was really in. He was big in. in the 90s, early 90s. I oh, really? Oh, wow. But he wound up helping him produce all these bigger budget films like Godzilla and Day After Tomorrow oh. and Independence Day and stuff like that. It's a kind of a cool kind of sci-fi kind of a flick. It's a cross between like Blade Runner, Aliens, and Star Wars and stuff like that. Nice. If you really dig on kind of like that retro practical effect kind of sci-fi James Cameron style. The trailer looks gritty as fuck. I still haven't seen it. It's very cool, man. It's very old school. I dig on it. You scored a copy of Brain Scan. I did. That may or may not have been uh, legitimate. Well, you know about this, but yeah. <laughs> I bought a copy of Brain Scan. I don't know if you guys are familiar, familiar with, with this movie. movie. Edward Furlong is in the movie, and as you guys know, he was big and popular in Terminator 2, and he did this movie called Brain Scan, where he's this like, punk, limping kid, plays a video game, that brings him into a reality that basically is like virtual reality in his mind, and it causes him to, like, kill people, and he doesn't know if it's real or not. But I got this DVD, and what pissed me off, and I'm sure you guys know this, I've been collecting DVDs for years. Like, years! Years and years! I've been years, I used years, to collect years, fucking years. VHS and Beta, fucking Christ's sake. Like, oh, when dude, that went out of fucking straight shit. Straight up. And fucking, 
this on the back of a of DVD disc, you know what color it is, right? You know it's not fucking blue, right? You know that it's like fucking gold or like silver. Like, like, oh, it's blue. This is the Blu-ray. Yeah, like, yeah, right? It's, it was before Blu-ray. It was like half Blu-ray. So on the top, it looks like a regular DVD. On the bottom, it's like Blu-ray. No, it's a fucking DVD-R. And I went to the store, and I'm not even going to say who it is because fuck you. Um, but I have a feeling, they were like, yeah, DVDs are like that now. They're like, doing them on DVD-Rs or something. I'm like, no, they're not. I was like, I paid $18 for a fucking burned disc. Yeah. It didn't even have a fucking menu, by the way. So, do you want me to accept the rape that you're doing to Yeah, me? like, I'm paying $18 and you can't even spend the fucking effort to put a fucking menu. I mean, not that I need it. I just, I don't know, something about not having a genuine disc that I could burn off my fucking computer. I'm obviously collecting for a reason. I'm not paying $18 because I want some, some dipshit to fucking hand me a DVD-R. Granted, I understand that we can't always get the movies that we want, so you gotta get them however you can. I get it. Yeah. But I don't want a fucking DVD-R. I'd rather buy the original. Or have them put it out on Blu-ray. So, or half Blu-ray. <laughs> anyway, I went way in too long into that. Um... I also, I'll pick, I'm just going to shoot through some real quick. I picked up The Blair Witch Project on DVD, the special edition. Oh, cool. I got Night of the Living Dead, 1990. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tom Savini's directorial. Yes, it was his directorial debut. And it was surprisingly low on gore. So a lot of people were like, what the fuck? So it's gotten a little bit of a, you know, bad name for that reason. But ultimately, it's got really good atmosphere and it feels great. The actors are great. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I like the I forget the guy I don't know what his name is but the guy who plays in uh, John McNaughton's uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer he plays a uh, oh Otis yeah Tool. the bald headed fucking New, New Yorker guy yeah he's who's in the basement fantastic. always like yelling at his wife yeah. and like practically beating the man. shit out of her and he dude it, yeah if we ever talk about serial killers in the future he really is not far off from looking he like, was he was Henry's best friend in the movie right. In a, a Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, he was the one that helped him out later on. Yeah, but he looks a lot like the real dude. Wow. The real Otis Tool. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that guy did a great job. He made you hate him, like, really well. This one, the Night of the Living Dead 1990 version I bought on Blu-ray, there was two versions out. And one of them, people, some assholes were trying to sell for, like, $80. And that one has, like, a blue tint over it. That's not cool. Like... The first five minutes of it is, like, perfect, and then the rest of the movie has got this blue tint over it. That makes no sense. And supposedly, Tom Savini got to preview this before and okay it, because they sent it to him. They were like, what do you think of this copy? Is this a good copy? But then it turned out that it was, like, the worst copy of Night of the Living Dead on Blu-ray that was ever existed. So a lot of people were really upset, and they never even made up for it. But there's this company called Umbrella Entertainment, and they're out of Australia, and uh, they they put out a fucking (laughs) Blu-ray... And it's really perfect. And it's no region. There's no region on it, so you can play it anywhere. Okay. So it's perfect. Uh, I also picked up The Fly and watched a movie called Sunchoke about this chick who goes absolutely mad. Hmm. Sunchoke. Sunchoke. Yeah. Dude. Interesting. It's just weird. It's about this psychotic girl that her mom keeps her in her house. And, like, you don't know why. You don't know <laughs> if the if it's her mom or if it's who. It, but it turns out it's her, like, nanny. Her dad doesn't want to be around her because she has a psychotic episode. (laughs) And then she starts to, like, get out into the world and then goes crazy again. But it kind of just ends. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's unique. But I think that's about it. So let's get into the uh, 
the meat of the show, shall we? The meat and potatoes. So we're going to be talking about gore. Yeah, our favorite gore scenes in movies. Right, you should kick this one off. What are some major scenes that you thought of? One of the major ones that I think of right off the bat, I mean, outside of the uh, the guinea pig films that we'll talk about later. Okay, yeah, those are... Uh, some of my go-to scenes are Lucio Fulci. Well, of course. Of course, man. Zombie 2. Right. The scene where the zombie comes through the, wall, the, the door and busts through it, and there's that big fucking spike of a piece of wood a splinter and grabs the chick's head and drives it into her eye and then it busts off not, but not just pulls her in like slowly oh I know it, it does taunting dancing with her pupil <laughs> well that's what Fulci does man he doesn't he doesn't flinch he doesn't look away right like he shows everything in his fucking full glory just snaps off into her eye dude I that know. was so br- fucking yeah. brutal so if you yeah uh, go to YouTube right now look for zombie 2 Fulci eye gouge and scene. if you don't know this Shame on you. <laughs> it is it is fantastic. I mean, granted, it's way over the top, right? but it's fantastic. Yeah, no. he was. He's, there's a reason he was the godfather of gore. Yeah. There's also another scene he has in uh, New York Ripper. Oh, which where, one is that? Where he cuts the chick's tit in half. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Horrible. I don't know if I remember. I remember that part, but I don't remember how... He... I just know there's a scene where, like, the killer is taking this chick, and he has a, a, a an exposed razor blade, and he drives it down the bottom, the, the her tit, and he cuts it down the middle. Her breast. Uh, her breast. Oh, sorry. Her Let's breast. Let's be particular. I don't, I don't want to be offensive. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're trying to get our li- female listeners up. <laughs> Anyways, he cuts it, he cuts it in half, right, right down her nipple, and then he takes it down her face, down her eye. And uh, just cuts her fucking eye open. Oof. It's uh, it's pretty hardcore. Uh, that is one thing that freaks me out in movies is fingernails, teeth, and, and eyes. Oh. I don't know what it is. Not finger or toenails. Like anything like that. Like the scene in fucking... Uh, Devil's Experiment? No, The Ring. Oh, shit. In the, in the American version, they show the finger like going through a nail and the nail pops up like... Oh, that fucking drives me ape. But like anything with the eyes. What's another? Do you know any other good eye seeds? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, going back to guinea pig. Oh. <clears throat> Devil's Experiment. Okay. The first guinea, guinea pig film. It's them strapping this girl down and driving. I don't know if it's a, a drill or a spike just through her temple. Through the at, side? Yeah, and through her the side of her head and straight through her eye. And you get this Ugh. really cool close up of the eye filling up with blood. Uh, as it punctures delicious. And, and ruptures. I'm sweating like a fucking drunken piece of shit. Um, <laughs> the only other eye thing that I can uh, think of is Evil Dead's Trap. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you seen I have that? I know we've talked it. about it. Yeah, once. I've not seen it, but I want to see it. I've not seen it. Okay, I'll let you borrow it. I need okay. to watch it, or maybe we'll watch it together sometime. Um, but it's about a news reporter that goes to, it gets a call for some, like, hot tip <clears throat> And they send her out to do some, like, interview or something with this, like, person. And they end up taking the entire van of people into this house. And then they, like, hunt them and kill them. And they walk through traps and shit. But the very first part of that movie is a girl tied up with her arms tied up over her head. She's, like, dangling and hanging. And this guy just takes a fucking, like, a knife, like a dagger or something. And just jams it in her eye really slow. Oh, man. And then you see all the, like viscous like whatever fucking liquid popping out of her eye like because i don't know what's in an eye but (laughs) actually i do i think i cut open a cow eye once but (laughs) 
they they poke into her eye and it's just like all this it's in black and white so you can't really see it but it's pretty graphic and then it like he slices it down so it's pretty pretty brutal shit man do you have any other ones some favorites Uh, is i have other one too like uh well wait before we go into that because you were talking about luchu falchi yeah one of there's many scenes okay so in city of the living dead aka gates of hell this priest can basically and spoiler alert spoiler alert can look at you and make you fucking bleed out of the eyes right and it's just he just stares at you and like this girl like starts puking up her own organs oh yeah and that was it, it, so cool to isn't me isn't that like a scene where they're making out or something they were making out and then and they like turn on the lights he's like see there's nothing there and then there's a priest like hanging in the distance <laughs> and then he like appears next to them and he's like all seriously looking at them and she's like ah, ah, and then she starts bleeding out of her eyes <laughs> <laughs> they like I remember that that movie got cut for the gore coming out of their mouth <laughs> like originally it had that part cut out because it was really long <laughs> like they had extra long vomiting of guts <laughs> like it was like an extra 10 or 20 seconds or something like that and you just see like liver organs lungs whatever coming out of this fucking head <laughs> but that was pretty badass and the only other one out of that one that I really love is the drill scene this kind of fucked up kid always gets in trouble in town. He's like haunted by this hell that's like unleashing on this town yeah. of Dunwich. Dunwich. And uh, he like runs to hide at some girl's house who I guess when he was younger took Janie in the woods and, and he tried to touch her or something. And so they like hated him because he was like a pervert. Oh. And uh, But anyway, he gets in this fucking garage and the dad comes in when they're all smoking joints. And then he grabs him and he takes their head and tries to push it onto a fucking drill. Takes his head. Oh, dude. And it goes through one side and out the other. And, like, he's like, ah! And it was pretty cool because you could see it spinning on both sides. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a good gore scene in my opinion. So what about you? Well, Come on, uh, Pass it back. I have a few more, but there's one I just had that I fucking forgot. It just, my brain just took a fucking dump on my brain. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. I had oh, oh, oh Serbian film. Are we gonna talk about Serbian film. Oh yeah, sure. Serbian, Serbian, Serbian. Where the dude is fucking fucking that chick, and he's yeah. hacking her head with a fucking axe or whatever. Yeah, he's like chopping at her neck. It's the part where she like he was whacked out on drugs. Yeah, and he was like chopping at her neck. I remember. I don't remember if he chopped her head off or not. I I, don't, I just know they they filled him full of a bunch of like horse tranquilizer. Not tranquilizer. I'm sorry. Horse steroids. Horse steroids. Because yeah, they, they wanted him to have a boner. Yeah. So he had like a rock hard boner. He'd already been fucking brainwashed, and they just let him loose, and he raped the shit out of her, and then they. Just, I think they just gave. Well, him I don't know. She was all about it, and then it like. Well, didn't they give him an axe or something? They actually like like hit her, hit her. Yeah, hit all her. of a sudden you see like a machete or something, and he's yeah. just like hacking at her head. It's fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, can, the, you, can you think of anything else, or uh, I have a couple other extra ones too. Like, well, I, I keep talking, and this isn't super hardcore, right? But I like to bring it up. But it is supernatural. <laughs> supernatural? Oh, it's in supernatural. Yeah. Well, it's oh, like, that's right. Okay. I know. They're, they're, uh, this show. He's so obsessed, guys. It is. I am so gay for Sam and Dean. It's not even funny. Because <laughs> the the show is is on CW, and it's kind of questionable because it, it is CW, but it's actually kind of gory to some degree. It has a lot of blood, more violence than you expect. But uh, there's one episode where some person gets hexed by a witch, and he starts vomiting razor blades, <laughs> and they do this this really cool shot from inside of his throat. 
out. Oof. And there's like a la- razor blade lodged in the top of his mouth, and he reaches in to kind of pull it out. It's so hardcore. Like, Laura actually started vomiting. Like gag- Really? Well, she didn't really vomit, but she started gagging like she was going to vomit. She had to get up, <laughs> get up and leave the room. And that's, Laura, a, t- and that's a TV show. You know? We're judging you. We're judging you. <laughs> there's that, but let's talk about this. There's two more. There's that a couple was, more. Well, that sounds pretty cool. It actually reminds me, before you get into that, okay. it reminds me of um, Night of the Demons. Oh, really? At the very end, it was like the old guy that was like grouchy to all the kids and shit on Halloween. And like he bites into an apple or she makes an apple pie oh, for him shit. and there was like razor blades in it that he had put in the apples <clears throat> to kill the kids. Just desserts. Yeah, it was, oh yeah, right? <laughs> you know, that's actually a movie too. Just, it just came out, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Shit. Is that what that's called? Just desserts? I don't know. I don't know what movie you're talking about. That's so weird. Is that a phrase? Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's. I've a never heard that phrase before, so that's why I was like, "What oh, does that mean?" It's, it means like, uh, if I remember correctly, like just do. Well, just desserts. I think that's the phrase. If don't, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'm an asshat. I think it's you like get what you deserve. Correct. Yeah. You go around punching people in the dick. One of these days, you're gonna get your dick punched. Yeah, there's a movie now. I saw it. It was called Just Desserts or something like that. Anyway, sorry, way off topic. Okay. Uh, there's a couple more I want to go across. Uh, cover for sure. Sure. Okay, there's one I want to talk about that always winds up at the top of the list. We'll save that in a second. Okay. And there's a few more beyond that I want to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about the original I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, okay. Not overly gory. Okay. But it does have some pretty hardcore rape in it. Yeah, oh yeah. But there's one fucking scene. Because the, the movie's about this chick who gets brutally raped by these guys. Mm-hmm. And rather than going to the cops, she decides to take revenge on her own. And to use her sexuality to lure these guys into her clutches and get revenge. You know, it's funny. I always get Last House on the Left and this confused. They're, they're, they're similar. Because, I mean, I, I was a fan of it, but I'm not, like, the biggest fan of those. I like I like Torture Revenge. But there's a sequence where she lures one of the guys who raped her into the bathtub. Because she's, like, like, like she wants to have sex with the guy. Okay. And she's messing around with him. And she's giving him kind of a hand job under the under the soap and bubbles of the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the soap and bubbles. Soap and bubbles. <laughs> but, uh, and then... She has one extra... While the guy is all distracted, she uses her free hand to grab a fucking knife from under, like, the bath mat or whatever. Oh. And she literally, like, sticks it under the water, cuts off the guy's cock, and it makes this really fucking unnerving, uncomfortable, like, popping sound. Oh. <laughs> and the guy gets up... <laughs> ho- ho- <laughs> And the guy gets up holding his uh, dismembered junk and there's Screaming. Blood, blood everywhere. It's... For whatever reason, like, I remember that part, but I need to watch it again because it's been a while, obviously. <laughs> that, just talking about a popping noise, <laughs> but fuck. <laughs> like, the popping noise, it just sounds so wrong. <laughs> no, Like dude. a boner broken half or something, you know? He's popping a boner. Ah! <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so we got we got that that scene. There's two more I want to talk about. The the one that usually winds up at the top of the list for everybody in, as far as gore, which I agree with. Okay. But I think there's more gory films beyond that. Okay. I'm gonna say Peter Jackson's Brain Damage. Oh, that's or Dead Alive. Bra- brain Damage. No, uh, Dead it, Alive, Brain Dead. Oh, Brain Dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, brain Damage is a different. Son of a bitch. You son of it's a bitch. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm drunk. It's okay. I wouldn't even say it's a horror movie. It's horror themed. We Dead Alive. But it's like a comedy. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a horror those, comedy. Yeah, it's one of those where it's it's so absurd it's funny. Yeah. Like a Serbian film. <laughs> <laughs> I 
God, no! That is a whole other ball game. It is hilarious. I let Laura was so like traumatized, and I'm like, lol, <laughs> baby rape. He's raping his kid. Oh my God! Wait, you saw the completely uncut of that, by the oh, way. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Because that's hard to get. Like they don't sell it on Blu-ray. I, I, America's like, like no. I thought that I, I have it. No, on, we will not. I have it on Blu-ray, and I thought it was the uncut version. No. Oh shit! So you have not seen the baby rape scene. I, I did. I thought I saw one. You haven't seen the baby rape. Ba- I want to see babies. <laughs> I want to see so babies raped. Up. No, no. If I have to see one thing being raped, it would most likely be a baby. It's pretty bad. I mean, like it's bad, you really mean, bad. Like that's bad, dude. It looks fake, but it's just like the idea of it is. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty. If you have, I'll let you watch it. Dude, I didn't know that. That's crazy, man. I gotta see it. Yeah. Because I love that movie. It's yeah, I have I have the uncut, uncut, but it's only on DVD. Oh. But Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive, Yeah. it's one of those rare movies. I've seen that movie I had over a hundred times. Like, no yeah. joke. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I almost like, I feel like I almost know the whole movie now. <laughs> like, I could sit back and just there's so many great catch lines in that, but the the amount of gore in that movie goes from mild to insanely over the top, and like it's almost like you desensitize all the way to the very end. Oh yeah, what part in your in that movie do you think is like that sticks out? The the obvious. I mean, there's a uh, there's the uh, as far as one liners, I kick ass for the Lord. Right. You know, there's a scene that made Laura almost throw up with the pus. Into the pudding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the obvious, obvious, obvious lawnmower sequence with all the zombies at the end. Right. The pus scene, though. I remember that. I was like, oh! And you see the, the wife, she sees it, go into his thing, and he's like, rich and creamy, just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, in the uncut version, the brain dead version, the one that they cut, like, 11 minutes out of or whatever, okay. he's like, is it me? Does your mother look a bit off color today? And then there's like this whole dialogue between Lionel and his mother when they get back from the zoo. Okay. And the Radicus Monkeyus, whatever fucking thing, bitter. And he's like, why are you purposely trying to abandon me? <laughs> and it's like, he's like, has this long conversation. To me, it's like very important to the movie because it shows how much of a bitch she really is and yeah. how manipulative. Like, not just like the manipulation you see in the regular version, yeah. but like, how far that really goes so i thought that was really cool but there's a couple of scenes that they cut out from that that they added to it one of the gore scenes that i remember was the one where they're sitting at the table and he's trying to feeding feeding them all oh yeah and he's like he bites her lips off <laughs> or she bites his lips off oh yeah and then he, she's like chewing on his face but there's a scene in the uncut and i don't know if you've rem- seen this part or not but there's a part where, you know, where Lionel's hanging upside down from the ceiling right. and he falls and like the organs is trying, oh, like, the yeah. insides is trying to pull okay. him up by the lungs. Toward the very end. Yeah. And like he hits his head on a zombie. Well, the two, the nurse and the fucking preacher come together and one of them has a broom inside of him and like it goes into them and they like fall on the ground and start fucking and the and the brooms like going in and out of them at the same time so like they cut that bit out too but uh there's so many scenes in that that's not even gory so what is like the biggest gory scene in that yeah, the lawnmower scene you did say yeah that that's what i can think i'm just surprised it's so out there man i mean 
Peter Jackson did Bad Taste as right. well, which is very gory. Mm-hmm. And uh, did he not do Meet the Feebles? He did. So, yeah. He did Meet the Feebles so that he can make Dead Alive. Uh, and that's another one that's just so bizarre for like yeah. a guy like him. Puppet murder, sex, and death. I know. Meet the Feebles is great, dude. I mean, it's it's got some pacing issues, and it loses sort of its novelty. I, I just like somewhere the, through the the sodomy song at the end. If you enjoy, you like the sodomy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm thinking of the fucking porcupine under the sea of the Spanish. Whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the sodomy, and then they all boo him off stage. <laughs> okay. But the most important, I think, gore truly that we got to talk about real quick because okay. we're running out of time, the guinea pig films. Okay. I think so. Whether it be Flowers of Flesh and Blood, which is fucking hardcore. I get confused. It's been so such a long time since I've seen them all, so I remember a few like specifically, but I get confused between Flowers of Flesh and Blood and what's the other one? The, uh, the first one was Devil's Experiment. Devil's Experiment. That's where they fucking torture the girl, spin her around, make her drink. Uh, if Slap I remember her in the face like a million times. I just know Devil's Experiment is one where they drill the hole or point the spike through her eye. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, uh, Flowers of Flesh and Blood is where it's just a samurai guy just just hacking this girl up. I remember that, but it's been years. I, I just know for me, it's so fucking realistic that it borders on traces of death right. or faces of death. It's so realistic. I mean, was it Charlie Sheen? Who was the, the actor? Oh, that was, like, appalled by it and, like, called it out? Well, He I th- thought it was a snuff film or something? Yeah, I thought it was Charlie Sheen who he thought it was Maybe a snuff. Maybe it is. It is. Yeah, so pretty much Charlie Sheen got a copy of Flowers of Flesh and Blood, thought it was a real snuff film, and reported it to the FBI. Yeah, and I guess Interpol got involved, from what I understand, as, as well as the FBI. Because they, yeah. Why Charlie Sheen? I don't know, dude. You think, like... I- like, why? Like, doesn't he seem like he doesn't give a fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Like, why... I need to stop this coke. This is pre-coke, maybe. Yeah, pre-coke. I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't know man, but yeah, so it's pretty interesting, though. From what I understand, um, the guinea pig, guinea pig films were just like a bunch of effects guys that wanted to just expose their style of effects. Right. They didn't have great stories. They just wanted to show off. It's kind of like a like a gore effects sort of uh, resume. Yeah, you got it. Right. And it was fucking hardcore. And they got a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. I actually want to bring up one, just, just a fun one, a colorful <clears throat> one. Street Trash. Do it. If you if you guys haven't seen this, and have you seen Street Trash? I have not seen Street oh Trash. Oh my god, man. We've got to deflower you with so many wonderful gore films. Uh. Um, Street Trash is sort of... It actually has some pretty good gore in it. Uh, but Street Trash is about some bums that pick up a bottle. This bottle is from a the cellar of a fucking bar restaurant. Like a bar? Yeah. Or not a bar, a fucking liquor store. He finds, like, a whole box of these things called Viper. And this Viper, he puts up on the shelf. He's like, ah, fuck it, I'll sell it, you know? Yeah. And he puts it up for, like, a buck. So all the bums buy it because it's the cheapest booze they can get. Yeah. So they go in, they drink the booze, and this booze really fucking... It'll just, like, start eating away your insides and then explode you and turn you into different colors and stuff. (laughs) Like, there's a scene where a guy's, like, drinks it, and he sits down on an old abandoned toilet in the middle of this broken building. And he just starts melting into the toilet. <laughs> and he's, he's like holding onto the old flusher because he used to have those ones that were above your head. Oh, yeah. And you it had it, like tank up top so that the force would push it down. Yeah. It, his arm is like melts off at the like forearm. Oh, dude. And there's like iconic, that's like an iconic scene. Um, if you ever look up Street Trash, you'll see that or like a pair of boots. 
with like gore all around it. There's like a scene where a guy just explodes. This guy's just like this fat guy gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he just explodes. It's like a comedy, really. But there's a scene where this homeless, uh, he's a vet and he turned crazy and killed a bunch of Vietnam people. And like, he's like lost it. And he's like the king of the fucking king of the junkyard or whatever. You know what I this mean? This is my realm. Yeah. And so he like cuts off some dude's dick that's peeing through a hole in the fence <laughs> and they play football with it <laughs> like for like a good five minutes. And it's like this big funny scene. But there's some really fucked up gore in there. There's necrophilia and all kinds of shit. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, I got another one, too. Go for it. Go for necromantic. It. Oh, dude. Laura has a necromantic shirt. Yeah, dude. That movie's fucked up. Part two, too. Yeah, there's there's this other movie, too, that I... Uh, oh, it's called Splatter Farm. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I heard, It sounds familiar. It's really, really old, and it's really, really shitty and cheesy. Okay. And I haven't seen it since I rented it at Blockbuster. Okay. But there is a scene where this dude severs off this person's head, and he fucks the neck hole of the head. <laughs> Uh, that totally reminds me of that faux trailer from Grindhouse. Thanksgiving. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's like fucking the head. God, Splatter Farm. I forgot about that movie. Splatter Farm. I'm going to have to look that up. It's it's really shitty. I haven't seen it for years. Really? I, I doubt you can actually find it. It's probably too dated. Dude, if we ever do an episode on serial killers. Oh, maybe we will. Um, Edmund Kemper, who's still alive. He's a co-ed killer. He's alive. He's in the... I, th- I think he might be still in Vacaville Prison. Okay. If he's still there. But his thing was, is a, when he was a kid, he killed his grandparents just to kind of see what it was like. <laughs> I know. And then... Uh, like in their sleep or something? Uh, he just... I think he bludgeoned him. He killed his grandmother. Then his grandfather found him and he killed him because he didn't want to get, get in caught. In trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he wound up going to... I woke up and they were dead. <laughs> yeah. But he wound up going to, not really prison, but like, um, child, whatever they have for kids, you know. Yeah. But his his IQ is so high, the guy's near genius, that he talked his way out of it, and he wound up being in prison for a little bit and then getting out, and he wound up being the co-ed killer. He would pick up girls, and uh, cut off their hands, cut off their heads, fuck this the headless bodies, take the heads home to his house, use the fucking heads as a flashlight. Jesus. And he's hardcore, man. And uh, he. We keep him for a good eight or nine days, the severed heads. And then sometimes he, he said one time he actually put a severed head, buried it outside of his house and had the head pointing him, pointing towards him through his window. And then he at night he would have conversations with it as if it was his girlfriend. And and then eventually he killed his mom, severed his mom's head. Used Wait, she his... was still around him after all this? Yeah. That's a well, good she mom. never knew he was a killer. It but... was a wrong mom, but yeah, it <laughs> but, was a good mom. But he wound up killing his mom fucking her corpse and using her head as a flesh oh what the fuck does this man have no boundaries <laughs> and this is what's really hardcore um <laughs> oh beyond this beyond fuck head fucking your mom <laughs> when he was he wound up turning himself in right and when he was in prison because he was so intelligent his iq was so high and he had such a good speaking voice he recorded a bunch of uh, audiobooks so there's like a hundred some audiobooks you can get online with this guy who used to fuck severed heads and you can, like, listen to him. Jesus. Yeah. So if you guys are, you know, once you get home from church and you're, like, ready to listen and hang out with the family, have some beans or something like that, a little picnic outside, pop on some audio tapes from this guy, from the headless fuck guy, and, uh, you know, just have yourself a great Sunday. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So just just to be clear, guys, obviously there's a ton of more movies that we missed. For sure, for sure. I mean, there's probably too much to name, but we just kind of wanted to have some fun and just kind of go off the cuff like we normally do. Yeah. If you guys know some really great gore scenes that maybe we forgot and you think is really cool, fucking tweet us. Fucking write us in the fucking SoundCloud or... Fucking on YouTube. We have our YouTube up on uh, youtube.com forward slash Alex the Dark Unicorn for now. And then we'll switch it over. But I still do not know how to do that. But anyway. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you guys for coming by again. Again. Okay. And uh, we hope to see you next time. And please, uh, if you have any friends that uh, like horror or idiots who talk about it, let them know that we're a bunch of idiots that like to talk about horror. Yep. I also am uh, wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming by, guys. Later, man. You have been listening to Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode. And please, wipe from front to back.